welcome to Nuance. Hi, Danielle. Hey, Barbara. So, welcome everyone. We're doing another podcast via Skype because, you know, we're both busy people. Is that the excuse we're using today, Danielle? Or we're um, just, or let's just I blame the works. weather. <laughs> it's, it is. It's the weather. It's just... Also, I kind of like doing it on Skype, too. I like having the different ways that we're able to, you know, have a conversation. And I think it's reflective also of the way that just, you know, communication works these days. So... It's nice to hear your voice. Same here. All right, so how was the summer? My summer was, I mean, my summer was pretty simple. I went to England a couple of times. I spent a lot of time here just, like, doing fun stuff, going to buy banderons and stuff. And then I got sick at the end, so now I'm not sick anymore. But um, what about you? You said you were in a... Spain in our last podcast. Yeah, right. So we were in Spain, we were at the border and we went on some day trips over to Portugal and we totally felt like we should have gone to Portugal and just stayed in Portugal. It was just unbelievably beautiful. Yeah. Just the, yeah. the beaches, the it there is a place that we went to call the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Which was odd because when the guy that was doing the tour and he said it, I was like, Yeah, sure, that's what it is. You know how these yeah, people yeah, yeah. they can just go overboard. It's like, no, that's how it, that he said, No, <laughs> that's what it's called. It's called the end of and it really felt that way. You know, the cliffs wow. it's like the Agave coast. Yeah. It was just absolutely beautiful. I think I saw one picture, but what I wanted to know was is it just like the cliffs and then you when you look out you don't see anything in the distance and that's why it feels like the end of the world or were there like islands or little rocks right no the thing is it's like it's this the most southern tip of europe oh so that's why i think you know that's the reason why it has that name um but no you you go to the cliffs and and you just look out into the horizon but it's very wow. dramatic. The, the cliffs yeah. are very, very dramatic. I can't describe, really. If if anybody gets a chance to go to Portugal, they must just drop everything and just go. Wow. Okay, well, that's good to keep in mind. There are some, the, some of the beaches there, too, were just absolutely beautiful. And you know, I'm from Jamaica. We have the best beaches. Hey. <laughs> I feel almost <laughs> like there were the, the you know there's one particular beach that we saw that was it was like a fantasy we didn't seem real wow it, you know wow portugal as good or you know better than the ones in jamaica i feel like i'm i'm going to get lots of cussing for that but it was really very pretty cool. it's good to know cuz i didn't know i really didn't know that there are places in europe with beaches that are as good as my special beach in Montego Bay, Jamaica, Doctor's Cave. Aww. Well, cool. I'm glad that you found a, a little place. It's like you tried something new and you discovered something even better yeah. than you thought. So. Yeah, definitely. Cool. That's awesome. All right. So now back in Germany. Yeah. we're So we're in the middle of the very tepid German political campaign. For all of you who are listening who might not know Germany, we have an election. When is it? Is it October? I think it's September 24th. September 24th, sorry. Yeah, September yeah. 24th. And last week, did you watch the, the the debates between Angela Merkel and Martin Schulz? I did not. So um, just a quick disclosure. I I know what's going on and I follow like the basic headlines and stuff, but I'm not... I'm not as into the German elections because I can't vote. Like, for example, with the American election, of course, I was really involved and I was watching every debate. But Mm -hmm. with the German elections, I'm not as involved. So tell me, did you watch it? Yeah, I watched it and it was such a disappointment. Like, it was tepid. Yeah, it was really... It's like both of them were just talking and they were agreeing with each other. The thing, though, is, you know, in the U.S., when there's a debate, you have all the candidates 
from the parties yeah. and everybody yeah. speaks their piece. Germany yeah. has what four or five main parties. They have the CDU, yeah. the SPD. The CDU is a Christian Democratic Union. The SPD is a Social Democratic Party. You have the Green Party, and of course, there's the infamous the AfD, which is the alternative for Deutschland. But are they really in the top five? No, they're not, and no. that's the thing. But I think when you're having a debate, though. If it's the two main parties, if they agree on basically everything, because after watching the debate, I think the only difference between the two was their response to Turkey and to Erdogan. I don't know, you okay. know this, yeah, that right now there is a big rift between Germany and Turkey because of what the Turkish government is, you know, for no reason sometimes, or it seems that way anyway. They're arresting Germans, German journalists, or anybody who goes against Erdogan is the target to be arrested in Turkey. Um, I yeah. think there was some kind of travel advisory on the part of Turkey because yeah. Germany had also made mention of they're telling people traveling to Turkey to be careful. So, you know, Erdogan wanted to hit back. And so during the debates, I think that was the only point that there was a slight difference because Martin Schulz, he was like, look, you know, he thinks that Germany needs to be more firm yeah. and, you know, not slow down negotiations for Turkey to go into the EU, but to stop them completely because based on how Turkey's behaving... Wow. You know, it's 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 not they're not behaving like a democratic state and blah blah blah. But Angela Merkel was just her response is very, as you know, very Neutral. reasoned. Not reasoned. She is reasoned. You know, she's not a rash. She's not a Trump. She's somebody who is very rational in her approach, which mm -hmm. is good and is fair. But I feel that at least you know, based on my reading of the situation, I feel like Erdogan is somebody that needs possibly a firm hand when you're dealing with him because if not you know it could go anyway i feel like it's probably also a bit more complicated because of the german history with turkish people you know like what are they the number one minority in, in germany, germany? Yeah. I, yeah. Think, I think yeah. that is the point and mm -hmm. so that's why you know there is this very like i said reasoned and and a less abrasive approach to dealing with him but yeah, the debates basically was like that. It was 45, maybe an hour long. Is this the first of many debates or is this just the only debate? I don't I don't think there's going to be another debate between the two. Okay. But then I think it was it on Wednesday or I think Thursday there was a debate that was hosted by DWTV. That one was interesting because they had all the representatives from all parties. Wow. Okay. And that was interesting because you know the IFD, which is the alternative for Deutschland, they're just always pretty pissed with anybody who is not German. Their main thing yeah. is to keep Germany for Germans. Yeah. And the yeah. woman that was representing for that party was so aggressive. It was... I mean, it's kind of scary what you just said about how, like, he's very much Germany for Germans. Like, hello. Yeah. <laughs> We know how that played out last time. And that's know? the thing. It's crazy because last election, they got enough votes, you know, to, to be recognized as a serious. Yeah. And, it, and there, is a, there is talk that this election, that they might get more votes to be able to go into the Bundestag. But the thing is, Germany's yeah. government is usually formed by coalitions, right? Yeah. Of different yeah, parties. Yeah. And there are no parties that will work with the AfD. Oh good. Um, so I didn't know that. so that's that's going to be interesting to see what happens if they get the votes. And you know, I have to say one of the things that causes concern in the last election when they were doing their campaign with the the, the AfD, 
you know a lot of you, you never people people here don't talk about their positions very loud yeah and yeah, when yeah. they did the polls you know people are like no that if they won't get as many votes and it was shocking to see in the last elections that they did get yeah they a lot got more, more than the spd I don't think they got more than the SPD, but they got more than what was expected for them. No, I, I remember in Baden-Württemberg, they mm -hmm. surpassed the SPD. Okay. And that's the thing, right? Coming into this election, there is some concerns about the polls that are people really honestly saying that they would vote for the AfD? Do you know mm. what I mean? Like, if you go and you ask somebody who they're voting for, they'll li they will lie. And when they go in, they vote for a dangerous party for Germany considering yeah. you know what's going on with the immigration situation so i'm interested to see how things pan out yeah and baden-württemberg cdu got 27 percent in the last state election mm -hmm. spd got 12.7 percent and mm -hmm. afd got 15.1 percent okay and also in saxony and saxony anhalt mm -hmm. cdu got 29.8 percent spd got 10.6 percent and afd got 24.2 percent yeah so in the in the state elections, they've been doing pretty well. What I saw is that AfD, like they're expected to get like 50 seats in the Bundestag, which I think for our, our international listeners should just explain what this all means. So in German elections, it's not like the American election where you vote for the president and then depending on if enough people vote for a certain party or person, then it goes to this quote electoral college and there are only 535 whatever votes and then it's almost like our individual votes it's all or nothing and if enough go into it then that our representative will cast that vote for us but if more of the opposing party gets the votes then even my vote will go into the opponent's vote does that make sense yeah i think the german elections is kind of complicated just because of the many parties yeah, but yeah. the thing is with the German election, it's like everybody's individual vote matters mm -hmm. and it's a proportional representation system. So mm -hmm. it's not so much like winner takes all or like you have these two major parties is that it's proportional. So if X amount of votes go to the AfD, then they will get seats. And so that's why the coalitions really matter so much. And it makes sense to me why you said the SPD and the CDU didn't really have like a, a major battle, you know, in the mm -hmm. debate. Yeah, because they basically are saying the same thing. Yeah, they're a coalition. They've been working together yeah. for how many years now? So it makes sense that they would just, for also their supporters to show that like, hey, we have a strong union um, as the leaders of the country. So yeah, you think for me, you know, there's a sense here, like I think most people are either going, like you said, with the CDU or with the, the SPD. But I think that for what's happening in the world, right, with Trump as the president of the United States, I think it's important that Germany remains consistent. So yeah. I personally would prefer to see Angela Merkel continue being the chancellor. I think that for countries all around the world, you know, who are not maybe as powerful as the U.S., there needs to be a country or a, a, a figurehead that represents rational thinking. And, you know, <laughs> I no, completely agree. Like I it's almost agree. like when people, when, I think when Germans are going to vote, that's going to weigh heavily on them because yeah. they want to present for not just for Germany, but for the world, you know. And I think that that also kind of goes into what happened with the French elections, too. Is the French had the UK to look at, had the US to look at. And although, what was her name? Le Pen, she, you know, did have a, a, a lot a of support base, it was yeah. like yeah people still were like but we don't want to be that country and i really hope that germany you know takes the same attitude i'm not sure if they will if i'm quite honest i think that there's still enough people in enough places where 
you know, I really want to hope that, you know, people go out and vote and people don't vote for, you know, fascism. But like, I know even just looking at these graphs right now of how the last vote played out, it's like, clearly there are people that stand behind it with their votes. And, you know, I saw this thing that the main guy from the AfD, Bjorn Hoke or something, he was saying at a rally, basically, like, to all the Africans who are coming over here seeking fortune and seeking success, you will find nothing in Germany. And like, also it was like a almost all male dominated audience and they started cheering and they started, you know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. like, you know what was funny though, Danielle, when I was looking today at the AfD, they said it's the party is made up of only 15% women. Wow. I mean, I guess I'm not that surprised. Though. Isn't that really weird though in 2017 that you have a political party and it's just 15% women? That tells you everything about who they are and what they stand for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the type of stuff that scares me. That's the stuff like where I see like parallels of that with like Charlottesville and Donald Trump and I'm like, oh. But you know what though, Daniel? I don't know. I feel like German psyche is very deeply scarred in their history. I think they know that the world is watching. I think that they are fully aware of what their responsibility is as the, the current generation of Germans to, to walk as far away from that kind of thinking. So perhaps they have, they might get some, you know, might get some votes, but I think there, I can't see it happening that they would ever have the kind of majority in um, the Bundestag to form the government. I just don't see it. Maybe I I'm guess... being, maybe I'm being naive, or I'm just being super optimistic, but I just don't see that happening. I really. I don't. think I think it's the normalization of it that will allow it to happen, and maybe not right now, maybe not this election, maybe not next election. But I think as long as this type of ideology is allowed to like live and thrive, like I'm glad that you said that other um, parties will not work with them, and I hope that, that continues, and I hope that over time with them continuing to be a presence, it doesn't get normalized and then suddenly they do have coalitions and then suddenly, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like what happened in the 1930s and 40s, I feel like people were watching that play out and they were like, oh, but it can't, it won't be serious. It won't be. And so I'm very much like, it could always happen. And I just, seeing Donald Trump become the president of my country lets me know like it could always happen. Yeah. You know, stay guarded, stay alert. (laughs) (laughs) I, I I really I really don't want to even go down that road that it could happen. I know, but that's the thing. It's like you have to think about it. One of the reasons why there is no big discussion about having a debate with all the parties is because all the parties are in agreement that they don't want to have to be on the same stage with the AfD and and what they represent. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that is just a representation of how generally Germans think that, you know, for the purposes of democracy, they can have their say, but nobody wants to touch them with, a, you know, so I, I'm putting my faith in knowing that people are aware how dangerous they are yeah. and, and that they won't, they won't have access to the Bundestag. Yeah, but, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I like, I, I'm very impressed with the way politics is done here Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. when I look at my own situation in Jamaica a lot of the I don't know sometimes I feel like if you have more parties then it's a little bit more calm and not as intense in Jamaica Mm -hmm. we only have two parties there was um, a third party that was formed but for the most part we have two dominant parties and so it's like a ping pong ball um, in terms of government right so 
it's been very interesting for me and very educational to just observe German elections and see how they do things as to whether or not I will have a say. I think I'm, I'm still, I'm still, I don't know. Would you, would you want to, to be able to vote here and to become a German citizen? Because I think the U.S. allows for dual citizenship, right? I'm, I'm really not sure, to be honest. I haven't looked so much into the into the finer nuances of, of voting or, or becoming a citizen. If I could vote, I, I mean, I guess living here, and now I've been here for almost six years, so I would like to have a say, especially when I see stuff like the AfD co- like coming up like this. Like I would definitely be, I think, right. more politically active. I think that I still speak out a lot about just like how I feel and what I want to see just in the world, but I think I'd probably be more politically active in Germany if if I had the ability to vote. But you said something I thought was really good. You said it was like really just educational to sit back and kind of watch the way things work. And there's another thing about the elections that I think is really cool that we don't have in America. And that's that in America, the way our ads, our political ads work, it's like whoever pays gets the promotion or gets the space or gets the time. Whereas like in Germany, it's like everybody has to be equally represented, you know? So it's like, if you're walking down the street, you're going to see a sign from the CDU, the SPD, the Green Party, AfD, like they're all going to have a fair scene. Yeah, or like or just or just representation in the society of like who you can vote for, you yeah. know? So like the other day I was walking and uh, I was seeing signs for the Pirate Party right next to the CDU and yeah. I was just like that's cool, you know? That's not something that you see so much in in America. Also we have the two party system really, so if you are going to see anything, it's probably going to be Democrat or Republican or, you know, that one person that has, you know, the the independent or Green Party or whatever it is at the time. But, you so. know, that on the flip side, though, you know, Daniel, I feel like having too many parties creates like voter apathy. Like people are just exhausted by the choices and they're like, fuck it, yeah. I'm just not going to get involved. So, yeah. you know, there's that other side to it. Um, I think when I look at Jamaica in particular, we you know, it's like you born, you're born PNP or you and you die PNP. You're born the GLP mm-hmm. or you die and you die the GLP. So, yeah. and then people are just always involved. Like they're super involved in what happens and what's going on in the community, what's going on nationally. And so since I've been here, I found that there are lots of people who are just very apathetic. They're just like, well, whatever. Germany, you know, once I can, you know, make my guild, <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. it's all Alice okay is. So we'll we'll definitely see going forward. I'm just kind of on a low though. I was just watching a while ago some of the videos from what what has happened with the hurricane in the Caribbean, and it just made me feel so. Ugh. I don't know if you watched, you 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 noticed there was the hurricanes that was just ravishing the Caribbean. From the British Virgin Islands to to Tortuga to St. Martin. Luckily, Jamaica was spared this time around. But Mm. yeah, I I don't even know what to say because a lot of the videos I'm watching, it's almost like it's not even a hurricane. It feels, it seems like it's some kind of tornado mixed with special effects because the way the the results, if you see the devastation, (laughs) no, it's crazy. This is, this is speaking, I've, I've lived through a couple of hurricanes myself in Jamaica. The worst one was Gilbert when the island was devastated in I think 1988 or so. But these, these hurricanes are just, and, and Again, when we were talking, I think last week I was telling you that I was really pissed off with this, with CNN and a lot of the news media. They were not 
in my opinion, doing enough to cover what's going on in the Caribbean because a lot of the people who don't live in the Caribbean want to know who are what who are from there. Do you know what I mean? Mm, yeah, 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 I agree. It seems like America was really getting all the attention. I watched it, I followed it really closely with Harvey because I was, you know, just worried about Texas. I have family in Texas. And then with Irma, I also watched it because there's this thing at windy.com and windy.com, I guess, just shows the way wind works around the world. And mm -hmm. of course, since there was a hurricane, it was really cool because you could just watch it forming and you could also see where it would go within the next couple of days. But once it got, I mean, this might sound kind of fucked up too, honestly, Barbara, because I was looking at it also more towards like America and stuff. And um, when I saw that it got past the Caribbean and then it went down to a Caribbean uh, to a, a category two, I stopped following it. I was like, okay, I hope they they'll make it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, the, the thing with the hurricanes, though, you know, there's this sensationalized like uh, it's an event on TV. People get all kinds of excited to watch it, and then you see excited, good and bad. Because let's be clear, some people who are not living there think it's oh, it's great, let's watch. Yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. But. You know, like I said, having lived through hurricanes, the biggest part of a hurricane for me is the aftermath. You know, everything is shut down. There's no light. There is no water. People can't access food. So, you know, for me, that's one of the things that bothers me about what's happening right now in, in, in countries like um, islands like St. Martin, Tortuga. I think there is a, well, the British Virgin Islands, I think they're, they're getting aid right now from Britain. I, I don't even, I, I don't, I can't speak on, you know, the aid. But mm -hmm. the, the, the point I want to make is the after is really where the, where all the problems lie because yeah, there is yeah. significant looting. You know, people are distressed and depressed because it's not an easy thing to get your normalcy just completely destroyed and, you know, wrecked, yeah? yeah you wake yeah. up in the morning and not be able to, to not find basic things to carry on with your day. So I'm just hoping that, you know, all those things will be sorted out for the persons living in the, on those islands, you know, in, yeah. in the coming weeks and months. And maybe any of our listeners can, like, keep us posted if you're out there or if you have family or friends out there because it's something I think that the media will definitely stop reporting on. Like, again, it was, like, this big event and now the event's over yeah. even though the truth is people are still completely, you know, Devastated. dealing with it. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 And yeah. and there's always charities that you can contribute to, you know, just, just, just go online and check to see, you know, if you want to donate to the major charities or you want to donate to specific islands, I'm sure there, there's information available. I'll have a look to see if there are any, and then, you know, we'll post on our Facebook page, any of these charities so that if people, maybe you don't even have relatives, in these areas maybe it's just you know you would want to help out whether yeah. it's whether it's monetary aid or otherwise no yeah. but it really okay. bumped it bumped me out i have to tell you danielle like seriously yeah. to watch it like i said jamaica only got heavy rains and there was you know i think the good thing about the caribbean or let me just speak specifically to to jamaicans because we live in a hurricane zone People are very resilient and, you know, we know how to manage hurricanes and how to deal. But that said, it's still shit to have to deal with it. You know what yeah, I mean? Absolutely. And I think also with like global warming and climate change, it's like this. these were a lot worse than anything that's happened before, at least with, what was it? Harvey was like the biggest, the Irma, that was the biggest one ever. Yeah, but I think 
No, let's not even talk about the conspiracy theories surrounding these hurricanes. Like, but I don't think that's conspiracy <laughs> theory. I think climate change is something where it's like almost the entire scientific community says like this is going to be what what it looks like. You know, as long as you know we continue to to change our climate, like this is this is going to be the result. And so I think also what I thought was really interesting about the coverage of this is that. You know, people in in the United States still want to act like, oh, global warming, like conspiracy, conspiracy. But like, you're not even a country that's not being affected by it. You know what I mean? Like, it would be one thing to sit over in Germany or something where like, you know, no hurricanes are coming over here. We're not on any fault lines. Like, we, I feel like people over here could actually say that, even though, of course, we're not. Like, but over in America to say that and then get hit with a massive hurricane, I'm just like, it makes that really sense. confused me. Yeah. yeah. But the thing is, when I said conspiracy theory a while ago, I was t- more referring to the the use of geoengineering and whether or not that is playing a part in you know the extreme weather conditions that oh we're having. That God. people are that that you know they're playing with the weather. Can we please have like a whole podcast <laughs> dedicated to that? Because that is, yeah. I did not realize how many people really think that like i thought it was no, but it, it's, yeah but come on there but are you saying that it's not true it is true there are there like for example you know do you know here in germany that farmers use geoengineering to 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 regulate hail so for example they can send seeds up into the clouds so that it doesn't hail it turns to rain and rain rains instead because you know yes hail I, is I am aware of this like i know that we have the capabilities to change the weather of course and i think that for example, even here in Stuttgart, where you have, you know, Mercedes-Benz and you have Porsche, like you have all of these companies that are making these brand new, very expensive cars that are sitting outside. And then, yeah, suddenly you're going to have a hailstorm. And then that's that's how many millions of dollars worth of property damage. Like, so I do know that this is something that happens also in Russia. They use it. So I'm not saying that this isn't something that like we don't I'm, have. So my I'm just question, saying to send a massive hurricane. Yeah, but so that's the thing. No, but Daniel, but that's the thing. You know, you and I both know that once we once we figure out a way to play with something, it's like a child. It's like a child with a toy. You are gonna. Mm. You're not just going to make a small Lego house. You want to make you know a massive castle or a kingdom. And I feel like with geoengineering, there's a lot that the public is not aware um, mm-hmm. about what's going on. No, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that the hurricane was geoengineered or whatnot, but there is a whole sloth of information about weather being used as weapon. Yeah. Mm. And I, you know, if anybody's listening, please, I'm, I'm happy to hear your comments. There is this whole business of HARP, H-A-A-R-P. Google yeah. it and see what, you know, some of the things that are there. So it's not like it's hidden. It is there. Right. And yeah, perhaps in the future we will know more. There's this movie with Jim Carrey called The Truman Show. Have you ever watched it? I don't think so. You need to get into this. It's like it's some years ago that he made it, and it's about this guy who his entire life was assimilation, like it was created. Yeah, and there's one particular scene where he realizes that something is off, like his entire life is being taped, and he decides to, to escape. And he goes in a boat. You know, you're going out into the horizon. You're thinking you're going to go beyond. And then his boat hits up on, like, it's like a screen. And it's a screen of the clouds, of the horizon. And then he becomes wow. aware that this is great. You should you should check out this movie. It's called The Truman Show with Jim Carrey. The Truman and, Show. And the idea behind that is that our reality is often orchestrated. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, I don't want to get into that too much. Like no, I said, this we is have a, this to, is a great topic. Let's talk about this for sure. To, 
we have to really do a topic on 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 conspiracy theories and stuff like that. All right. But that movie is not a conspiracy theory. It's a real movie, and you should check it out. <laughs> okay, I'll check it out. So so big ups to all the people in the Caribbean and the US for for and the US. On that. Yes, yes. Like a boss. <laughs> Hoping that you know everything will will sort itself out out yeah. and you know normalcy will be returned. All right. Our final topic for tonight. I want to talk about Rihanna for sure, and I want to talk about this whole Fenty. <laughs> situation oh god so everything that you would ever want in life (laughs) i think so i mean i have to be honest i so so first of all rihanna drops a new makeup line it's called fenty beauty and it has what is it is it 40 or is it 70 different 40 40 different shades and I am shade 420, just just putting that out there. Hey, how did you figure that out? Because I was trying to figure it out. Uh, well, I figured it out just from YouTube. There's this one girl that I watch, and we have basically the same complexion. Okay. I've not gone. I'm coming into Stuttgart next week, so maybe we can meet up. But I want to I wanna go and, yeah. But if they're selling it in Germany, I would I would really like yeah, to go I'm and sure check it out. Yeah, I'm sure they're selling it. What's it, Douglas? I think Ooh, so. I, I think my so. daughter, I'm sure. But it's important that we mention this whole thing just because I feel like finally women of color, like darker skinned women, are getting a chance to win. There's a caveat to that statement, though. There have been, over the years, several good makeup lines like Iman. Because I've used Iman mm-hmm. forever. And she really does have shades. There's, I think, Fashion Flare, which is a bit a bit older. But yeah. it's not like they've never been any cosmetic lines that cater to darker-skinned women. But no. what I like about um, Rihanna's thing is that, you know, she's putting putting it out onto the front page yeah exactly your definition of i think that it's not that these other shades have never been there it's just that there's a huge problem with like the main you know makeup stores not having diverse shades or enough diversity in their shades and like i watched this thing do you know cecile emike she used to do this series called strolling yes of course Oh uh, yeah, of yeah, course yeah. you do. We've talked about. We this. talked about, yeah, yeah. So, did you ever watch the one where she's in Italy and she's talking to the two black makeup artists and they're talking about how, as they were doing their studies to become or their training to become makeup artists, they realized there were no colors and actually, like, they would call up the different makeup companies and the makeup companies would say, like, "There's no point in us even making that shade." Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. You know, I remember like, watching how that. Gross is that? And so I think for Rihanna to like be like, you know what? With my platform, with my money, and with my marketing, you know, she's got, like, this recognizable face that, like, if she wants to say, hey, this is mine, people are going to take notice. And for her to do that in such a, such a unapologetically, like, I boss, don't know, boss, 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 way. Bitch, boss, bitch way. Like, yeah, I, I respect yeah. it. What yeah. I have to say, though, I remember when I first moved here and I ran out of my Imani products and I was just like, what the hell? I'm just going to walk around with all my face looking all greasy and whatnot. And I went to, there is a local store here in my village. It's a makeup store. And obviously they had no dark shades. But I have to say, I sat with the lady and I said, look, I live here now. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I've seen one or two African looking women walking in the village. We have to do something about this. Yeah, and she she started yeah. carrying MAC line. Oh, good. Because yeah. you know what I have to say? Right now I'm using MAC because MAC, I've tried a lot of different makeups too, and I think that. You know, there's, you know, there's always like a little bit of yellow or a little bit of red or a little bit of, you know, yeah. you have different undertones. And mm-hmm. so 
Mac, yeah. Mac has also been pretty good, even right. though I would, of course, much rather support Rihanna. So I'm yeah. going to try it. Yeah. So, so, no, so going back to what I was saying, though, that, you know, she said to me, it's not even about, for her and her story, she said it wasn't even about thinking about not putting blinds on black women. It's just she knows in her village, 99 to 100% of the people who come into her are white women yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and you know she has to stock her place to make money and i mean she wasn't being bitchy it's about it or anything it's exactly exactly but when i spoke with her and so on she she decided she's like okay then i get wow. i get back cool barbara well, good for you wow but i think it's really great and i'm looking forward to seeing you know not just rihanna but i feel like i hope the other makeup lines respond to that you know and begin Absolutely. to add darker shades on their roster because and not even just darker shades because i see like at least in america i feel like we have some darker shades like they'll put like two or three but it's like no in in dark skin there's still a lot of a different colors you know exactly. there's variations absolutely yeah so. because you know i've looked at there's this very very dark youtube beauty blogger i will forget her name right now because i was okay. interested to see if she found her shade and she <laughs> and she she did find it but she said you know she knows of girls who who are as dark as she is but they're even within rihanna's line so even though rihanna did such a great job of providing all these shades you know it's a very because skin color in the black community is so diverse like it's yes. you know yes and also it's like every single human being has a little bit of a different color you know what i mean like we're yeah. we're all individually colored so i think there's probably never going to be like exactly. unless unless you know at some point they just make individualized makeup but at the same time, yeah, it's it's also really good and important to note that even in Rihanna's forty shades, there still isn't every shade. Yeah, there's so. going to be some some gaps, but it's a good, great look, and I'm happy for her and for all all the persons who are going to be able to finally find their shade. And I can't wait. Well, obviously, next podcast we will talk because I'm I'm hoping to get mine, so we will see if it works. <laughs> all right, that sounds like a plan. Cool, Barbara. Well, yeah. Right, so I guess that's it for this podcast. We're looking forward to the next podcast, right? Because we have something special coming up for you all, right, Danielle? So special and cool. <laughs> yes, our first interview. So, yeah, you can check out all of our podcasts. We're now on iTunes. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. We'll also be posting all of our podcasts there at NuancePod, N-U-A-N-C-E-P-O-D. We are on Twitter. We are on iTunes. We are on SoundCloud. You can find us everywhere. We've taken over, so... <laughs> cool, we'll see you guys one, next time. One platform at a time. Okay, guys, thanks for listening and see you. See you.